0: Hello everyone, welcome back. This is Gracie with Self-Care with Gracie. Welcome to week number two of the Liberate Your Love June campaign to really learn how to understand our anger, set better boundaries for ourselves, and tap into self-care that feels truly authentic. I got so many great responses back from last week's first installment on Why We Numb. If you haven't listened to that, I would suggest going back and listening to Why We Numb First because it gives a good framework for this conversation because it's definitely unfolding along a trajectory. And to quickly summarize what I talked about last week, it, it was really about vata and balance and that place when we go through a deep transition, especially when that transition has any kind of trauma to it, it can be very easy to begin to disassociate from our lives. And the way that we begin to deal with that is we can go into the, you know, the overeating, over drinking, overwork, And for a lot of us, it's the self-destructive relationship. And I got a lot of feedback around that. What I was sharing last week around my own coming to my truth around how I've used relationships as a way to actually numb myself from my own heart, it has been kind of a revelation to me looking back i'm like oh of course i've done that that's fine i've chosen emotionally unavailable people and i've chosen people that i actively will get hurt by and there's something in that that feels really exciting and there's attractive and and i don't think i'm alone in this because i know the bad boy archetype is is pretty awesome out there for a lot of us that we probably have somebody in our in our lives that has not treated us super well and this can go for both men and women and they're still super sexy to us. We still think about them, we still remember the what was so great about that encounter. Usually it was not because they made us feel like valuable human beings. It was probably had something to do with sex or something of the ego. And I just want to say that there's nothing wrong with that. Like I I have had a lot of self-judgment for years thinking that, like, gosh, why have I chosen this person? They're not treating me well. I look at my friends that are in relationships with good people that do treat them well. And I really felt like there was, like, something deeply wrong. And what I'm realizing now is that there's not. <laughs> this is part of the liberation. It's it's just such a strong archetype, and there's um, it's such a strong addiction for me. And I really had to look a lot at addictive behaviors in my life of, of how I choose to disassociate from what is painful in my own heart and, and what is easy, the easiest to distract with. And going for people who are not emotionally available, it's kind of safe because it's like, even though I might feel upset or, you know, not get what I want, I, it, it really doesn't affect me on a very vulnerable level because I haven't truly let somebody into my heart when I'm, when I'm doing that kind of like mental obsessing about them. And the same thing if, if your habit is more the overwork or the overeating or the overdrinking. It's, we're numbing, and we're, we're creating a holding pattern where we don't have to truly deal with ourselves. I've been talking about Beyonce's Lemonade. If you have not watched it, please watch it. I've watched it three times now, and every time I like it more, every time I think it's a more important work, every time I want to discuss it more. And in the beginning of... Uh, lemonade she, she starts in Vata and Balance it's when the the whole thing is about her um, coming to terms with Jay-Z her husband cheating on her first just feeling really distraught really upset like the first few scenes are like her in these like fields where she's all by herself staring off there's a great underwater scene where there, um, uh this, this great poet from, from London And they have her poetry and Beyonce's like filmed underwater and about really like that feeling of dissociation. And there's this scene where she climbs up to the top of a building and she like lets her hair down and she takes this fall. And I I like, I'm getting just like waves of heat as I even think about it because I think that's really at the point where we are at collectively right now. We're ready to take the leap because I see for myself And I I really hear this from a lot of my clients and people that I work with, that it's not going to work to numb ourselves from our own hearts anymore. That we we've maybe gotten a few tastes of what it is to live with an open heart, to live in a state of real joy and from that place to set good boundaries for ourselves. And I think we've all seen how well life works and how well we can serve other people from that place. And yet we're afraid and I'll say it like I'm, I feel like I'm up at the top of that building right now. All of my patterns are up in my face and I'm ready to still take that leap. And if it could only be so easy to take the leap straight from disassociation into love, I think more of us would do it. But as lemonade so beautifully expresses, like we have to go through anger first. Let's talk about anger. Because I think many of us, myself included, have spent a lot of our lives very afraid of anger. We've probably been hurt by anger before. We probably have hurt other people with our anger before. My guess is that your story probably goes like this. That, like, you don't want it to bother you. You don't want to be an angry person. And so you let little resentments build and build and build. And then the next thing you know, you're taking that anger out on somebody, maybe not even the person that deserves it. And it's just how it goes. We take our anger out on those that are more vulnerable than us. So it can be our partners. It can be our children. And it it's a really hard part of life. I've done it before. I've When I was in a partnership um, living together, I would come home. And if I was feeling sad or upset about something, I would get angry, annoyed about. He was washing the dishes wrong. <laughs> I look back at am like, oh, gosh. We all think we're great to live with until we actually... <laughs> have a partner, um, and we have to look at ourselves. And so but, but what I want is for us to understand how immensely powerful that aggressive energy of anger is, and how we can if we can tap into it and accept it for ourselves and begin to use it effectively, we won't have to one let it build and then explode on people who don't deserve it. And two, we can we can use it to push through this numbness into a place of more aliveness. So I, I love the, the song, um, in Lemonade, uh, hold up where she's, again, you have to see it. She's walking around, the walking around this like amazing dress and her boobs are kind of hanging out and she's wearing these like awesome high heels and she has a baseball bat and she walks around the street filled with all these vintage cars and just starts to like smash the car windows with her baseball bat with this gigantic, beautiful smile on her face. And it's, it's the moment where she realizes that like, wow. I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't play this game anymore. And, I'm, and she starts to liberate herself in that. And there's a real glee in that. I had an experience once a few years ago. I was in the Peace Corps and I'd just broken up with someone and they had not treated me the way that I'd wanted to be treated. I was feeling really hurt, really hurt. And I'd gone to Lima, I'd gone to see a therapist. It was actually one of the first times in my life i ever gone to see a therapist, but I was feeling really depressed. And I was staying with this embassy family. I remember I was sitting by their pool and I had just been writing in my journal and writing about how sad I was, how sad I was, how hurt I was, how much I wanted this partner back. And all of a sudden I got pissed. And it was like, I just, I got super pissed at how this person had not treated me well. And the ways that he had not been honest with me and the ways that he had not really been a good communicator and instead of turning all of that anger in on myself, which is is what happens when we don't express it outward in some way, I I turned it out, and I was writing in my journal. My when I write and I'm angry, my handwriting gets all big, and I can rip through pages, and I just like let it out. And I got up from that pool chair, and I remember being like, "Wow, I feel great." And it's happened to me other times in my life too that I can get so stuck and so. Depressed feeling and so powerless. I would say it's not even like a full depression. It's just like full powerlessness. And when I can step into anger, there's a lot of immense energy and anger. And if I can go for that, which doesn't mean I go rage all over somebody, but it does mean that like, when I can write about it in my journal, that's always like a safe space that you, I can be as angry as I want to be. To I can. I can raise my voice a little bit and I'm not talking about yelling, but like I've, I've noticed this with people when people are a little bit aggressive with me. If I try to be accommodating, if I try to be nice and, you know, kind of get them to be quiet, they just get angrier and angrier. And if I can tap into my own fire and be like, no, this is how it has to be. And you need to listen to me right now. Like seriously, that tone of voice. It's amazing. How much it will calm them down and change the whole energy of a situation. I might have talked about this before, but I think it's worth repeating. It's not easy for me to do. I did it the other day. I was coaching a client and there was a lot of resistance. I was getting, feeling like anger and I was just like, I got to do this. I tapped in and I raised my voice a little bit and I told her what I thought and I, I got a little, I got into my like, Aggressive energy, and it it shifted the whole conversation so beautifully, and it woke something up, and she had this like great insight and it really changed how she how she left the call and, and what she's been doing and so it it's that idea that what we can't access in ourselves we can't help other people with and anger is is a really big one anger it means you care about something like you would not get angry about something if you didn't care like beyonce would not be fantasizing about smashing cars and maybe she actually did smash some cars in around jC I kind of hope she did and if she didn't care about him if if it hadn't been a big violation when he slept with somebody else and so it's like anger anger is that movement of like numbness and disassociation into like I care about my life. this is my life and it's not going the way I want it to go right now and i'm I'm pissed and I'm pissed at myself and I'm pissed at other people. My parents didn't give me what I needed and, and thing about anger is, like, we don't have to live there. So it's just, like, I think that when we start to go into it, if you start to feel these feelings, you feel overwhelmed. Like, just know, like, this is a, we're, we're moving towards love. And so sometimes, like, I don't recommend anyone lives in blame. But just for the sake of a journal entry every now and again, blame your family. Blame your upbringing. Blame culture. Blame everybody. And get that energy flowing. My guess is that you're going to start to feel more sexier as well. It's the question I always ask with my clients when they say that their sex life is not going well. I'm like, so what's, what's your relationship like with anger (laughs) or vice versa? If they're saying they're getting angry at their partner a lot, I'm like, so are you guys not having sex? Like it's, it's those two, there's, there's a fire energy, there's a passion energy and they go both ways. I find that if I can really tap into my sexual energy, um, which means that I'm just feeling like in my body and vital and like alive as a woman. It doesn't mean I'm like going out and having sex with a bunch of people. I've been super into my sexual energy in these past few weeks and full disclosure, like have not been having sex, you know, but it it is, it's it's not about somebody else. It's really about me just like living from that place that is, that is vital and energetic and beautiful and flirtatious if I want it to be and withdrawn if I want it to be that, um, that my anger is going to come up if I do that. And when my anger comes up, if I can embrace it, it, I feel a little sexier too. So that, that's a bonus. And if you're afraid of your sexuality, you're probably going to be afraid of your anger, vice versa. And something else that goes along with this, and this is where we really bring the Ayurveda into it, is, is the fire energy is the sexual energy, and it's the anger energy, and it's the energy of drive and focus and purpose. And that's, we call it pitta. So we had the vata imbalance that we started with, that disassociation, space, spaciousness. Which can be beautiful if it's in balance. It's creativity. It's awesome. Um, and then we move to Pitta, which is the fire and the drive. And it, when it's out of balance, it is just like rage. It's it, it can be very destructive. It's like a fire burning without a fireplace. Just takes everything down. It can be overly focused. Like your your Pitta people in your life are probably like way too fixated on their careers, and they um, and they can just they can just be stressy. And, but when it, when pitta is in balance, it is alive and it's vital, good sense of humor, fun. I'm like feeling the pitta energy right now, like her. So it's a really good energy source to tap into. And when I'm feeling that, when I'm feeling angry, when I'm feeling just like I have sexual energy, but I'm not choosing to use it with anyone. I, I funnel that into like my work We're just like, all right, what do I want to do in this world? I want to, and I was, I was feeling it the other day and I just like, all right, I'm a sit. And I like two hours like went through all my emails and went through and started some writing projects and it's very effective so it's like if you are feeling like the procrastination if you're feeling stuck in some way I'm going to again recommend get into your anger get into your drive get into your sexuality and watch lemonade because some of the scenes in there where she like again is smashing that car or there's this um other one where she's in the parking garage I forget the name of the song and just wearing this like amazing outfit with this big fur coat on um, she's so angry and it, it's so awesome <laughs> and it, it's liberating for us all so just a little recap here we're moving from numbing we're stepping into our lives we're seeing where we need to set boundaries because where we are angry is where we are not setting boundaries maybe I didn't say that part I'm going to say that now where we are feeling angry is are, those are the places you need to set boundaries. Like if, if habitually you're getting angry, like, Oh, I, I wait, I go to bed every night and I'm angry because my, you know, the bedroom's a mess. And like, I always clean it and my husband comes home and he's not cleaning it. And he comes in, throws his shoes everywhere. That's a boundary you need to set. And the boundary could be like, I'm just going to do it and not stress about it. Or I'm going to ask him to do it. We're going to have a conversation that maybe is a little uncomfortable around it. So, this can be a good exercise to start to keep a little bit of an anger journal and look at where you're habitually getting angry. It could be around needing to delegate better at work. It could be around not having good communication at work. And sometimes we can change the stuff and sometimes we can't. But what will help you is to understand where the boundary is. And that way, even even if you can't set it completely because other people are dependent on it, you can know how to take care of yourself. That there is something in you that you need that's being violated in that way. And it's not easy to set boundaries. And I'd actually, I want to talk a little bit more about that next week, about some of my top tips for setting boundaries, why, it, why it's so important to set boundaries, why nothing works without boundaries, and how setting boundaries really is the the key to being able to open your heart and liberate your love and, and 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 really tap into like why we're here. I believe to love each other, to remember what's really important to be in relationship in a conscious way. So I, I invite you this week to explore your anger, to not push it away when it comes up, to tap into your sexual energy in any way that makes you happy, that makes you feel creative and to not be afraid of your own drive. Like this is our moment in time for people who care about the world to step forward and take a stand. I'm like so sad about Orlando. I'm so, I'm so sad about so many things right now. And the only thing that really gives me hope is just that we can change, that we're capable of change, that we can, we can start to make a difference just by taking control over our own lives and choosing to live in our own lives and choosing to like liberate our love. So I'll leave it there. Thank you for, listening and please um go to the facebook page the beautiful life self-care facebook page i'm going to put a comment thread around anger up this week and last week we had some really good one responses around numbing and i'd love to hear like where you get angry like start to like put it out there like this is where i always get angry and start to record where you need to set your boundaries and you'll see other people doing the same thing and that that's how we start to make a collective breakthrough and i've already felt it i've had some really really interesting things Come up in my life, which I want to save for the last episode during the the webinar that I do coming up later this month, and um, of course, like before, I don't have the date handy with me. I'm going to look that up as I'm saying goodbye to you all here, and um, yeah, I really want to share about this. So I'm going to I'm going to put you in a little bit of suspense here, and it's going to be on June 29th from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's going to be a Liberate Your Love webinar where you can be live with other ladies and gentlemen who have taken this, uh, this journey together, share your experiences. I'm going to reveal a very special gift and tell this story, which is kind of blowing my mind that's happening to me, and I can't talk about it because it's still so real-time. So look forward to that, and I'll, I'll love to hear your comments and check in with you on the Facebook page. So Thanks a lot. Take care of yourself, and onwards.